0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in to this episode of the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm Erica Carbajal with Becker's Hospital Review. And today I'm excited to host Ben Moore. He's the Chief Product Officer at PerfectServe for this discussion on call centers. Ben, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, uh, thanks a lot, Erica. Great to be here.
0: So Ben, to set the stage for the discussion here, can you tell us just about the current state of the healthcare call center market and what health systems are using today?
1: Yeah, sure. So one way to look at it, there's two major categories for healthcare call centers today. You know, you've got your business focused healthcare call centers. Those can be like the 1-800 main number line that consumers call into consumer lines. You've got insurance and billing inquiries, HR and internal operations. And then you have your second major category here is sort of clinical and operations focused. And those include things like the hospital switchboards, patient transfer centers, and answering services. So, the first category I described, which is the business focused uh, call centers, those systems are fairly mature. They're, they're well integrated, both for systems and business process into the healthcare system. Many of them are already in the cloud uh, or are completing transitions to the cloud right now and generally can sort of mature. Now on the more clinical uh, side of the house, it's the picture is a bit different. An example of a clinical focused call center could be the hospital call center itself, patient transfer centers and answering services. And a lot of those systems are legacy on premise uh, based on techn- technology called CTI that's known as computer telephony integration. And what that means is it, those systems depend on local servers and computers to make those calls happen. Um, What's common in there is they need the ability to communicate with care teams and clinicians inside the hospital. And they integrate with local systems such as paging networks or overhead paging uh, systems. Uh, Surprisingly, almost 70% of communications uh, into a hospital environment come through these legacy call centers.
0: And with respect to the on-premise orientation that you just mentioned of call center systems that many organizations currently have deployed, can you go into a bit more detail about some of the challenges that that presents?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, just like Uh, Most industries, there's a lot of challenges with running software on-premise. One of those would be requiring specialized staffing to run and maintain those systems. Uh, A dependency on the health of local uh, server systems and and workstations to, to, to make those systems successful. In fact, I was at a healthcare system late last year and I was there because they had one of their uh, legacy systems, the server fan went, blew up on, on the computer. And as a result, they lost their entire call center as one example, but there's larger challenges as well. These, these on-premise uh, solutions are quite slow to evolve and integrate. As we've all seen, healthcare IT is rapidly changing. digital access, uh, the digital front doors are prevailing topic with our customers. And we saw how quickly telehealth solutions got rolled out with the onset of COVID. Yet in in most of these on-premise solutions, uh, things remained a status quo. But probably one of the biggest things is connectivity. And when I say connectivity, I don't mean technology, I mean people. So a big thing we do here at Perfect Service, we cl- uh, connect clinicians with each other and also patients and family members. And if you think about it, if the directory of clinicians or the list of patients is all on premise, then you're limiting the connectivity of a hospital site. So a lot of our healthcare systems, before we come into the scene, they'll have mul- multiple instances or installations that don't talk or integrate with each other. And that creates a bunch of communication silos.
0: Thanks, Ben, for walking through those challenges. Sounds like integration can be an issue there. And we'll come back to that. Next, I want to talk about, you know, the push into the Call Space Center. I know Perfect Serve made that push about last summer. And I know that this particular technology has been a bit of a passion project for you. Can you talk about why the call center has been so important to both you personally as well as PerfectServe as a company?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's right. I, I started um, meddling, if you will, in in the call center software space almost 10 years ago. And in that way, you know, we were way ahead of the market. Uh, so we did a renewed push uh, just over the past year or so. there's been a lot of energy there. but but really for me, this is rooted in a personal experience. My daughter, when she was born, she was several weeks premature, and we ended up in the hospital for over six weeks. My wife also got really sick, and as a family, we couldn't believe the inefficiencies in communication we saw uh, in the hospital. So, for example, a nurse would try and reach a doctor. They were often having to call and connect through a hospital operator, and the operator would then need to page or track down a doctor. So, you know, this results in a huge amount of time and effort wasted for the nurses and the doctors trying to get these communications done, which, you know, in turn rolled up to uh, delays and delays in care for my family. And when you start talking to people, almost everyone has a similar story or frustration of some kind of a delay in communication in receiving care for themselves or their family. And at Perfect Serve, we've had a longstanding history of solving communication challenges for clinicians using software and intelligent systems. And I saw these call centers in need of a massive upgrade given how communications are flowing through them on a daily basis. So really, you know, if you don't tackle and without solving the call center challenges, you can only really solve a portion of the communication breakdowns that are happening in hospitals and impacting. Uh, patients and families, much like the personal experience I had.
0: Oh, thanks for sharing that story. I think it, it's interesting to hear how that was ten years ago, and really, you know, you hear so many of the same same stories today, a decade later. And you know, at the same time, patient expectations are evolving significantly, uh, to the point that many are expecting real-time, on-demand access to care. Can you tell us a bit more about how? a more modern approach to the call center can support ad hoc patient engagement.
1: Yeah, that's right. And we saw that those expectations accelerate really quickly during COVID. So many more on-demand telehealth e-visit type technologies were rolled out. And while we've settled a bit back from since COVID, I I feel like we've definitely reached a new norm. And I, I get that sense in talking to our healthcare uh, partners. So all of these different access channels for patients and families definitely help offload the call centers uh, to some extent, but there's still a lot of calls coming in to these call centers. We put effort forward to give call center agents the ability to text patients and family members, for example, and that allowed them to serve more patients at the same time, asynchronously, rather than being hung up on the phones all the time, you know, the ability to turn a phone call into a potential health, a telehealth session uh, with an available provider. Uh, these types of approaches not only offload the healthcare system call centers, but they also allow them to avoid losing patients that might go elsewhere to seek care if they can't get that immediate access that they desire and that they expect in, in the new norm.
0: Yeah, great points about kind of, you know, retaining patients as well in terms of if you're not meeting their expectations, might see care elsewhere. And for healthcare technology to really be as effective as it needs to be today, both in terms of helping clinicians deliver better care and to prove it was worth the investment, it has to be integrated. So what are some key integrations to consider with the call center?
1: Right, yeah, you know, integration is... Uh, a daily topic for myself and the product team uh, here. And I guess the, the most heavily uh, used integration we see in the call center would be the EHR. So with the EHR integration, giving the operators the ability to instantly see and access the patient care team. Uh, and when I say care team, I mean both inside and outside the walls of the hospital. Uh, the ability to track a patient's location if they are in the hospital. And actually, in some cases now with the EHR, the ability to document some of those encounters back to the record. But there's a number of other important integrations that really drive those workflows in the call centers. Patient flow systems is another category. Those are the systems that are allocating bed assignments for patients. And, and tracking patients as they move around between labs and radiology patient rooms. So the ability to manage those bed assignments and track location. Of course, the CRM systems are becoming more prevalent in a lot of these call centers, the clinical call center. So a lot of them are now evolving um, the EHR concept into the using the CRM uh, instead of the EHR with this concept of a longitudinal patient record. So a bunch of information about the patient that's not necessarily clinical domain and doesn't belong in the EHR is being tracked in these CRM platforms. And, and probably most importantly, the ability to integrate with the hospital's communication systems and call schedules for providers. So how do you go about finding the right clinician at the right time and cut down the time it takes to do that for an agent. That has historically been what we do at PerfectServe. And so what we did was we built our call center enablement and technology right on top of that clinical communication platform. And we're actually the only vendor in the space that's done that.
0: Thanks for walking through those different examples around all these different integration areas with the EHR, the CRM and, and others. You've also said that telephones are the lowest common denominator for communication and that they should be an integral piece of any call center deployment. Can you explain that a bit more?
1: Right, yeah. So, you know, almost all digital initiatives nowadays uh, focus primarily on smartphone access or the web, but the reality here is that we have an aging population that, despite having access to these technologies and more digital channels... Our, you know, the majority of our population is still heavily reliant on telephone calls for access to the healthcare system. And the reality is that that's not going to change anytime soon. So any modern system needs to be robust enough to handle phone calls from patients, in addition to these new digital channels that we've been discussing. So Just because someone is accessing a healthcare system on the telephone, we don't feel that the responsiveness and service level of the healthcare org should be compromised or diminished based on telephone access. So in that way, that's one of our guiding principles that we use when we're designing our solutions.
0: Sure. I think you raise a great point about just not losing sight on an entire population, group of people um, when it comes to these different efforts. And as you look ahead, what do you see coming down the the pike in the call center space in 2023 and beyond?
1: Yeah, so it's a pretty exciting time in digital healthcare uh, right now, and we're seeing huge progress being made on a monthly basis. Seems like everything's certainly accelerated uh, since COVID. You know, our our healthcare systems are facing unprecedented new challenges on a scale that I hadn't seen in my my 20-year career prior till now. Coming out of the pandemic, operational costs have skyrocketed. Inflation is still biting hard into healthcare systems' margins. Um, wage inflation, as an example, grew at in an unprecedented rate last year. Uh, as an example, I was listening to a recent podcast actually uh, about travel nurses' uh, salaries I- exceeding over $300,000 a year. So you combine that with increasing consumer expectations for that anywhere and anytime access, and also the employee expectations of having a more uh, flexible work from anywhere job, Uh, generally a more competitive market to find and retain those skilled workforce. So that includes nurses and clinicians, but also the IT staff required to operate these systems and call center staff as well. I think in 2023, we're going to see more migration of these call centers to the cloud. This will support a few initiatives for the healthcare systems. One that we've discussed here is offering a better digital front door experience for the patients and their families. Another one being the ability to, to support that distributed workforce that we're seeing. So now, for example, a hospital call center can be staffed from virtually anywhere in the country. And the agents can even work from home. I think most profoundly, though, we're going to see accelerated use of AI and machine learning to start to fill that skilled labor shortage gap. So as one example, we're looking at the use of AI right now for the triaging, the clinical triaging of inbound patient calls so that a call center is able to deal with those nurse workforce shortages by putting less clinically skilled uh uh, people on those front lines taking the patient calls. So the ability to address more patient calls more quickly with the use of technology uh, before they get escalated to a nurse is just one example where things are already going in 2023. And it's a pretty exciting space to be in.
0: Cheryl, it's great to hear how these call centers are able to support, you know, the distributed modern workforce, as you mentioned, too. Ben, thanks so much for joining today. It's it's been a pleasure hearing your insights on call centers and the important features there. I'd also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Perfect Serve. And to our listeners, you can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting the page on our website at beckerspodcast.com. Awesome.
1: Thanks for having me here today, Erica.